Hey guys, this is Rough Stuff Podcast number one. My name is Garrett and I am the Rough Stuff Specialty CEO. In this podcast, we wanted to talk about the origins of Rough Stuff, how it began, where the name came from, who started it, and when, etc. Um, so we're going to introduce ourselves. My name is Zach and I am the president here at Rough Stuff Specialties. My name is Dan and nowadays I'm the chairman of the board at Rough Stuff. My name is Mallory. I'm Rough Stuff CFO. So first, we kind of wanted to get into why you started Rough Stuff, Dan. Can you tell us a little bit about how it got started, where the name came from, and how we got to where we are today? It was a dark and stormy night. (laughs) I knew you were going to say that. It was 1981, maybe 82, and... We were building or getting ready to start a company to build custom mountain bicycle frames, mountain bikes, right at the start of them. And there were four or five of us talking about it and good name and rough stuff specialties came up. And I copyrighted it and we became rough stuff specialties and we built 27 bikes and and then I got a job as a river guide in the Grand Canyon and quit building bikes. How many people started with you doing the bike, the mountain bike thing? Uh, Kevin Craig, one person. Oh, just one other? Yeah, he did most of the, well, you want to call it welding, but it's Philip Brazing back then. What so did you do? More of the... I did machining and filing and marketing. Gotcha. And planning. It was my design. How did you guys take orders? On the phone. Mm-hmm. We advertised in the back of Bicycling Magazine. See, back then there was no internet, so... There was no internet. They <laughs> Computers were rocks. Yeah, we took things Morse code and smoke signals and things like that. And then you said River River Guide, right? Yeah, I was... uh, When was that? I started in 83, and I did it until 94, so 11 years. Yeah, all of it in the Grand Canyon. Uh, My last six trips, I was a river ranger in the Grand Canyon. Which was kind of fun. Uh, I got to wear the Smokey the Bear hat. And I don't know. It was a life. It was a good fun life. It was actually a great single person's life. And then I met Zachary here's mother on a river trip. And things progressed. And I didn't want to miss Zach growing up. So I became a stockbroker. Because you were living. I was living in Flagstaff, Arizona. And she was from Sacramento. So she was like a customer on a trip or what do you call that? She like was a, a customer on the trip, paid to come down the Grand Canyon. And I was the trip leader. Okay. From there, I became a stockbroker. I went to work for the Franklin Templeton group. What got you into that from being a river guide? That's so different. Well, you're going to find if you go to a place like uh, the Grand Canyon, well, first off, most of the guides in a place like that are older. They're more mature. I was neither. I was not older or mature. But they're older and more mature and usually college educated. Uh, very few of them don't have a degree. I had a degree in economics and marketing. And I was a little bit off in the corner from most river guides where they're like biology or geology. And I was economics. But... They could talk to some passengers and I could talk to the rest. (laughs) So, but anyway, 
so I went into something to use my previous economics degree, and that was the stock market. And I worked at the Franklin Templeton Group as a fund information officer for three and a half years. So you got your degree before your river guide and before and before Rough Stuff, the mountain bike company. Then no, while I was with Rough Stuff, the mountain bike company, oh, I was really? still okay. going to school at the same time. You were living in Flagstaff at the time. Yeah, well, I I got out of the army on January fifteenth, nineteen eighty, uh, and I started college January sixteenth, nineteen eighty, and you know most. People going to college are really, oh, let's just party and take as much time as possible before we have to get to real life. You didn't do that? No, I, I partied harder than they ever dreamed of, but I also, I did a full-time every session of school and I did all uh, sessions of summer school and two classes each. And I graduated in three and a half years to get out of there because I thought I was too old. I was 22 when I started and they were all, you know, 18 or 19 when they started. But anyway, so I was in Flagstaff and then I became a Sacramento resident. And I left the Franklin Templeton group, went to Waterhouse Securities with promise of a big paycheck and that never occurred. So I moved on to E-Trade where a lot of the people I had previously worked with at Franklin had moved to. Uh, I moved into their trading department, though. I didn't do any of their customer service. I was actually the first person in the company to start directly in the trading department. And I was there for 11 years and senior trader. It was interesting. I started rough stuff, though, again, when, well, the company was moving to Chicago from Sacramento, the trading operations. And my son and I's mother weren't living together, but he lived here and I wasn't going to leave. So they went to Chicago and I stayed, but they gave me nine months warning. And during that time, I learned everything there was to learn about four wheel drive that I could find. What prompted that? Another huge like left <laughs> turn. He's like, river guide, you trade, off-road. Well, I had bought a 67, or a 74? Yeah, 74 Land Cruiser. 72? I think it's 74. Yeah, it's pretty small, right? Yeah. It was pretty small, yeah, was one year before. Pretty small. Anyway, so Zach and I, Zach was like seven or eight years old. So we could have something to play with and work on and go out in the woods and have fun with. And I got to buy in parts for it and I'd call a company and he said, oh yeah, we make that. And the internet was really just getting going and I'd get the part and holes weren't matching up. And it's like, well, Land Cruiser frame is really particular that it didn't change for 57 to 84. So I called the company, I said, why doesn't this fit? And they said, oh, you just take a die grinder. And I asked them, because they're laser cut parts. How long have you been making this part? And they said, oh, I don't know, 15 years. And I said, in that 15 years, you couldn't find the time to move that hole, the five minutes it would have taken to make it right. And they go back to saying, oh, you just take a die grinder to it. And I said, okay. So I ordered another part from another company and I got the same issue. 
And it's just that same answer. Just take a die grinder to it. And it's like, wait, hold on. It's really not too challenging to move that hole. You know, if anyone knows laser cutting and manufacturing, it's, it's programmed. It's not fresh every time. It's the same every time. You move that hole and it stays moved and it's perfect forever. So anyway, I was making parts. Just little parts here and there to make it better. And then I wanted to do a link suspension. And there was an ad on Pirate 4x4, which is a big tech website, a forum. Uh, and it was from a company saying that, give us a call. We've got the answers. So I gave him a call, asked him about coilover shocks. And about a minute into this conversation with the guy, he really sarcastically asked me, so what do you know about coilover shocks? And I said, hold on. I said, you expect me to buy these from you after talking to me like that? And he said, oh, yeah, we're the cheapest. And I said, fine. I said, so this is what I'm going to do in my retirement. <laughs> and it was just like, I didn't like to be treated like an idiot. Is that how you phrase it? Pretty much. <laughs> and you know, first five years, I'd send him an email every month thanking him. <laughs> uh, it's like, really, he, he's the one that created us for what we are today. Was this like in like 2004 or five? Yeah. When you did that? Yeah. Yeah. Cause we started in February or yeah. February, 2006. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and how's that Land Cruiser today? Well, it's in pieces out in front of the shop, but it looks good. There's some pieces in the back, too. Yeah, there's pieces spread out. <laughs> anyway, we got a bunch of Land Cruisers in pieces. I noticed we don't have one running. But you got busy with a bigger goal. A bigger goal? Well, it kind of kept growing. Back then, we started off, it was just me and Zach after school packing boxes. We had a one car apartment garage that that land cruiser was in and a 12 foot whitewater boat um, a dory and we did it in the hallway of that apartment in two bedroom apartment uh, living room machine shop more or less <laughs> <laughs> but uh is there any other kind or yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and that was our first place and it was just he and i and then we got a like an eight by eight spot in a four wheel drive company up in Grass Valley. Uh, Zach's mother lived in Grass Valley. That's where Zach lived. I worked in Sacramento and still lived there. And then we got a 14 by 12 room in another building. And it was still just Zach and I. And then I had a part time kid after school. He was like 16 or something, going to Nevada Union High School. And then we just had to move. We had no room left. It was floor-to-ceiling parts. Stacked. Uh, a couple of drill presses in the corner and parts to the ceiling on all four walls. And remember, it's only a 12 by 14 room with probably less than a 7-foot ceiling. So we moved to Rancho Cordova. I and we went we, before you moved to Rancho, weren't you in you're were in Orangeville in that apartment? No, that's right. I, excuse me. We moved back from Orangeville or from Grass Valley to Orangeville. Yeah. But And that was all within the first year because I moved you out of the Orangevale apartment into Rancho Cordova yeah. when I first started. And that was that, that was, was like year, the first week. That you was started. your that was your yeah, it was like the first week. That's why 
yeah. they were hired pretty much. Was that an apartment shop? It was an apartment shop, yeah. Well, there was a lot of work nice going on carpet. in the garage. <clears throat> nice carpet uh, yeah. floors with little... With, uh, Piles rust, of metal rust, shavings. Rust, uh, <gasps> rust, rust, rust rings, but in the shape of shock tabs. <laughs> like, <laughs> tabs. Did you get your deposit back? No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, anyway, we went to 1,400 square feet, and that's when we hired Garrett and someone else. And Zach was... Were you in high school yet? Mm, Would have been probably like so. 2006, Seven. 2007. No, yeah, right. that was yeah. 2008. Yeah, I wasn't even in high school yet. Yeah. Anyway, we were in 1,400 square feet, and we had Garrett and Jason. They were full-time employees. And, well, when we first started, we were very slow. You know, we were a very small company, growing like crazy. I answered every phone call. And Garrett would pack boxes, and then uh, on the side, when he had time, he would weld. And every afternoon, he'd ask me, can I go to the lake? And it's like, no. You know, when somebody (laughs) somebody orders something, we want to ship it now. I feel like if Garrett asked you that now, you'd be like, I don't care. Well, now, now that's Dan. Dan's like, can I go can fishing? Can I go fishing? Yeah. No. <laughs> Mallory, you should talk. He wanted to take you to the lake. <laughs> I just wanted to go with my jet ski. I don't know if I even yeah. wanted to take her. Yeah. <laughs> there was uh, only a one-person stand-up yeah, jet ski. One, yeah, so, okay. He didn't need it. Well, every afternoon, I almost down. fired him. And I said, no, go weld something. And just be there to pack a box when they called in an order. And we were doing about 15 or 20 orders a day. But we got them all done out every day. And it was a big deal. Yeah, to be, to be, I, I've heard this story a lot of times, so I'll, I'll explain it. The reason I wanted to leave was we would literally sit around for like hours sometimes, and I felt Waiting I felt order. so guilty, like because we'd be caught up. Yeah, we'd be caught up, and I went, you know, we, we um would lay, you know, like put things on the shelves. We'd sit there and nothing to do, and getting paid for it, and so it's like. Hey, Dan just wanted yeah, your company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was paid. I was a. I was lonely. Paid to, <laughs> to hang out, but yeah, it was just like a, a guilty thing. Was that the? And I'm sure. I'm sure I slacked off too. I mean, well, how about, old was I? I was probably like 19 or 20. So I'm was, sure I was slacking off. About six there, months but, later, we got. Yeah. Or no, six months after he started, we got busy yeah. enough that we needed him. Everybody, every day, all day. What was the nickname of that shop? The cave. The cave. <laughs> is we had built shelves so floor to ceiling. Dark. Oh, yeah. Some, yeah. some OG customers will know. And you, you had the, yeah. what didn't yeah. you have you the ranger the to the left? Was, when yeah. you walk in, there was a ranger to the left. There was Which like a drill press. Which <laughs> <laughs> is still It's still out in that loading dock, yeah. <laughs> it's all and say 45 too? Or 50, yeah, we had a 45 in there. What were they the stacked in front of No, we had the Land Cruiser in there, the 40. Yeah, I don't remember. The 40 and a Ranger. Then there was like a little plywood table with Dan's computer and... Oh, God. No, I don't know. That had a... It was a uh, Ken... It was a later upgrade. What was it at the time? uh, I don't know. It was a brown machinist toolbox. Oh. I had my computer on that. That was my desk. And I sat on a milk crate. And we were getting busy. And A guy who worked for E-Trade. That's where yeah. you went. <laughs> Just on it was a, a nice deck. toolbox too. Until I, th- I remember you told me like like something fell from the ceiling or yes. from, from the upper deck, right? A and big something and smashed the top of the toolbox. And like, it was in your head. Laptop, That's like, what happens in the cage. Like, yeah, his laptop sitting. That would have put us out of business then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this, well, thanks. Laptops were a lot then. And the yeah. whole top of the toolbox was dented so bad you could barely open the top drawer. 
that's how hard it hit. It was like, like nine. It was down about was an it, inch. Was it a diff yeah. cover? Because they are no, no. We, it was like a, carry them. It upstairs. was like a cabinet or something crazy. But, a cabinet. Yeah, but uh, that's when I met you, Mallory. You came in just to visit. Just to visit, but in pure white. White jeans, white top, probably white shoes. With her hands held closely to her side, so she didn't touch any of the dirty steel that was everywhere. And uh, I remember what Garrett looked like when he came home from there. I don't even know if we had a broom, to be honest. Like, <laughs> you know, those are all I things you get as like, you grow. I can't, you don't need I can't remember ever cleaning like that. Maybe maybe cleaning off our workspace. Didn't you say Dan's coffee cup like constantly had a ring in the bottom? Oh of yeah, it? I think yeah. It was just, just the same it was coffee re, cup. It was every a refill day? only cup. Like it never. <laughs> well, the hot coffee kind of cleans sanitizes it, off. it. Yeah. totally. Oh, and like the bathroom was. Well, like, the bathroom was rank. <laughs> Anyway, that winter we were getting so busy and I decided we're going to do an end of year clearance. And I was missing. I already had two phones, but. How many products were you carrying at that time? We started with 40. We were probably up to about 55 or 60. End of the year clearance for 50 products. Yeah. Majority link tabs. We had a lot more (laughs) than 50 items because we were the company that started. Back then, everyone else started. And they'd take your order, then they'd build it. Mm-hmm. Where we stocked it on the shelves, so when you ordered it, we could ship it right out to you. Um, so we might have had 50 or 60 products, but we had, you know, 50 or 60 of each on the shelves. But anyway, uh, we got so busy, and it's like, I had a new phone already, a second phone, but I didn't have anyone to answer it. But Garrett, I looked around, and he was like, the only person I could have trusted to do it. We only had two options. It's like me or Jason. So it's like, yeah, Garrett had a better grasp with reality. So I told Garrett, I gave him a phone. I said, you're a salesman now. Did you have two separate phone numbers for yeah. stuff yes, on the website? Yeah. I there think we actually still separate. have it. It's like, like, yeah. Well, we still have one of those original phones. Yeah. It's in Zach's Yeah. Office. I got it. It's if any long time yeah. customer can comment the old phone number, I would love to see it. Yeah, it's the same hundred dollar gift card. Now. The secondary phone number. Oh, that I have no idea. I want someone to I comment know, the I secendary know, phone number. Is. I know what it is. Garrett will find it. If you can do it, I'll give you a $100 gift yeah. card. But anyway, we only took PayPal back then. If someone wanted to send a check, they could. But we only took PayPal. Oh, yeah. Send a check. Ooh. We never had anyone send a check. Occasionally, we still get a check. No, occasionally, we still will get a check with like a folded up paper that says what they want to order from like the people who don't like the internet, you know? Mm, yeah. We'll still get one of those, like every blue moon. Once in, once in a blue moon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a check, and then it's like, please ship me. And they've called, they've gotten quoted on shipping. Every once in a while, you know. In all honesty, I was one of those people. I, I like to touch and feel things before I buy. That's why when we, you know, someone calls us for a raffle, we don't sell it. Send a gift certificate. We send a product mm-hmm. so they can touch it and feel it and see what it's like and see the quality. Because that's the way I am. Do you think those people that do that send Amazon a check? And Amazon's like, and they're like, please send me. <laughs> oh no, we got like a ex licensed NASDAQ trader sitting on milk crates <laughs> answering two foot well, phones at once. No, I gave or Garrett a phone uh, and he got to sit behind me. And I had the toolbox crate. for my computer, so he had a computer on a milk crate sitting upright, the milk crate, and then he had one sitting down low so he could, you know, type into it. 
So he had the two milk crates set up, which was really special. Sounds um, very ergonomic. I, I remember, this is like one of the coolest things actually where, I, so I started on the phones with Dan and I didn't know, I knew the products finally because I was actually packing boxes for a while, but there was a customer that was pissed at me because I was just having trouble taking an order to find stuff, like figuring out how to use the uh, the point of sale system on the on the site. And the guy was was livid at me, so I told him I'll call him back or have Dan call him back. Dan called him back and chewed him out <laughs> for be, for being an ass. Dan for will being, still for do being that. a jerk to me. Yeah, and and he he said him straight, and the guy apologized. It was it was legit. And well, Dan's, you know, Dan, Dan's done that a few times. Uh, actually, yeah, I've you know. seen Dan literally march into the post office. Yeah. Oh. Throw fit. Explain I've to them seen their own guidelines. Yeah, <laughs> I've seen. Yeah, I mean, I've, yeah. I've seen you throw a few we, fits. A, a you young woman win. who worked for us went in on a Saturday to drop off like 40 boxes. And the supervisor on that Saturday says, you can't do that. We can't take those. You know, and she made her cry. And she came back with the same boxes crying. I grabbed the post office regulations, downloaded them off the website, and went back to the <laughs> post office. And in front of the 20 customers in line, I bitched her up and down the, the street because it was just like bullshit. She just didn't want to do her job. I think it was because like the zip code, like we had like Luma zip code on there, but we, oh, were, and we were trying to ship through Rockland or yeah, something. It, or like, which means nothing. Because the post cl- office is a post office. I think because they closed like an hour later, but they were just yeah. being stingy because they, they don't get the revenue. Uh, the revenue, yeah. It goes to the it local goes to, post office. to whatever zip code you have listed. I think maybe six months after I'd started, one of our like one of our vendors said something rude to someone who went and picked up product, and you and I had like an insurance meeting at like two o'clock, and it's like one fifty-five, and I see you just blow past me, and I'm like, we have a meeting, and you're like, I gotta handle something. I'll be right back. You get in your truck and drive off, and I'm like, who knows where Dan went? And they were like, he went to go yell at a vendor. He'll be back. <laughs> so the insurance guy shows up, and I'm like, yeah. The owner had to go yell at someone, <laughs> but he will be right back. You should insure us. Yes. <laughs> I bet you he gave us a good rate yeah, after better that. better treat us right, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, that was about 2008. And then when did you graduate high school, Zach? Zach was still working on weekends and all summer packing boxes. Uh, 2011 when I graduated high school. Okay, so around 2011... Zach came on full-time. Mallory, when did you start? Two th- end of 2011. Okay. And Mallory started in 2011. By then, how many employees did we have? About six. Lewis had just started before me. So there was and Ramsey Steven and Lewis just after in the you? sales office. Yeah, and then there was you and I think Rich Welding. There was a couple, maybe two people in the shipping department. That was about it. I think, was Andrew there yet? Not yeah. yet. No? I don't oh, think so. After? No, I don't. He wasn't even, he hadn't even graduated yet. Cause, oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, that. It's about six or seven people. Yeah, six or seven people. And so I. And that was in Loomis because you guys moved to Loomis. Yeah, that's when we first moved over here. Yeah, we moved over to the old. Um, or my, yeah, to the, or the original switch. Yeah, that was 4,900 square feet. We went from 1,400 to 4,900. The one on the right with the yes. with the spiral staircase office. Yeah, and then yeah. the loft. That was mm-hmm. pretty cool. staircase. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. It was loud. It was all loud. Uh, then then we, next door. we had the hot rod shop next door to us go out of business during the recession. Which surprisingly, since we make parts for people to build their own stuff they could no longer afford to bring it to a shop and they started doing their own work so the recession was actually great for us diy definitely worked in our favor yeah mm-hmm. 
But we moved next door to 6,500 square feet, I think. No, it was only, yeah, it was 6,500. Before we opened the back part, it was, yeah. Yeah, because we, yeah. We, yeah, we did that, then we, then we, then we needed yeah, and then a year around. later, we knocked a hole in the wall and took another to 1,700, I think. Us. Something like that, yeah. yeah. Like 16, so, and that was just the shipping department. Mm-hmm, that was all inventory. That was really yeah. cool. That was like a huge jump for us. Yeah, because yeah. well, yeah, it went from that kind of tunnel. Yes. That just had tunnels and caves are really big in so our like, history. We had like <laughs> I think I, it pretty much had like all like the whole shop was like all of Dan's stuff. Yeah, and, and then and then there was crap. like the shipping department. And that the shipping department consisted of like maybe a third of like the whole warehouse, and like the rest yeah. of it was like Dan's yeah. vehicles and well, I guess welding department. And that was a really nice items. shipping yeah. warehouse because we had pallet yeah. racking and everything was organized, and there was a shipping table in the middle with paper and tape, and it wasn't just yeah. like. Or, you know, it was Wherever chaos. you could wrap it. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't chaos. Nobody was working on tool tool. Well, chest. what were we up to there? Like a bunch of boxes today. We were busy for a small space. We were definitely yeah. busy when I started. And a couple of years later, you just kind of fell into running the shipping department, eh? Mm-hmm. That was after we were here, though. No, that was still over there. No. Was it? Yeah, it was. <laughs> agree to disagree <laughs> all right uh anyway we hired dan zach's stepfather that was in the sweatsuit shop yeah yeah i remember him because working i remember machine. he was the majority he was in charge of moving the stuff over here to these buildings Trailer. And this, he was moving while we were doing that regular was such operations. a sketchy move too. I remember we were just getting like, oh my god, like I, there was like a, there was this pallet rack. I'm like, yeah, we can just move it all at once instead of taking it down. Oh, dumb idea. did you guys wrap it? No, we, we no, just, we just picked up with a forklift. Yeah, we just picked it up with the forklift, put it on the trailer, trailer at full height. Like it was like twelve feet tall. And then I as don't we're driving, remember that. I'm like, as we're driving, I'm like, oh shoot, there's power lines. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and so we just drove underneath them really slow, and then we barely cleared. Like, well, you were going we go like half a mile. It was like a half a mile, but coming up that hill on that wide by the gas station yeah why uh, and right there there's some uh, cables that go over or as people in the, the south way. call it a dog leg a dog leg go yeah. through the dog leg yeah well we were not completely experienced at what we were doing at the time moving <laughs> that's Every- one way to say it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> everything has been a learning uh opportunity yeah let's we, say. pretty much i mean we learn we make mistakes oh we still make mistakes but you know if you don't make mistakes you're not trying yeah. I'd say in the Sweatser shop, though, things got really, really, like, That's consolidated cool. and organized, and I feel like rough stuff kind of found its footing. Yeah. And- That's yeah. where we, like, started, like, Definitely okay. started running compared to walking. Yeah. Yes, a thousand percent. Like, the yeah. shipping department started had getting... more than one welder at a time. Yeah. Had managers we started mm-hmm. making like Not processes departments, departments yeah, processes departments, i think yeah. we even had meetings we took our first christmas photo yeah but that was a really exciting time for it was everyone. and we moved over here we got lots more racking and i don't know it was we moved from like seven thousand square feet or eight thousand square feet to about ninety five hundred with the big warehouse and the welding shop. Actually, it's about 12,000 with the welding shop and the little shop out front that Sam, Garrett, and Mallory were in. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. Me too. It was like a little portable. It was about 1,200 square feet or 1,000. 
I had my own right next to Garrett, and then Garrett had a shop in the back of his. That yeah, Sam, Sam was R&D. in the shop. Yeah. Cool. yeah, well, I that originally did like the cat, and then I had like a little shop in the back. Then I got, I got inundated with other you know things we had to do here, and so we hired Sam. Actually, we had Pat, that kid Patrick, Pat, Patrick before. And he, he was like in high school yeah, still. Yeah, he just did some basic stuff, and I didn't even have the time to like Check his work. manage him. So we're like, okay, we need someone that's like has a lot more experience, and that's when we came across Sam. And he kind of got us off to the next, the next step even. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we really started to grow with employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think probably by the time we left Sweatser, we might have had 12, 14, close to. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like, yeah, 15 or and, more. Even. Well, I said 14 if you oh, really yeah. want to. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then we came over here <laughs> and we really skyrocketed to about... 25 within probably our first so year fast, here, yeah. which was 2013. We started to expand here seven, I think we almost moved seven here, years ago. Uh, September of 2013, and now we have 40. Nice, beautiful yeah. number. Well, 40 is interesting when you look at. I like to measure a company not in pure dollars and cents, it's more like your satisfaction and employee satisfaction it's like the four of you there's three of us you're right (laughs) okay the three of you zach had no choice but you've been with almost 13 years now garrett started in the end of the first year so you've been here almost 12 years now and mallory you've been here eight years Yes, this will be my... And then Lewis and Steven are still here and they're in their eighth year. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see people who want to stay. Because, I mean, we don't starve people. We pay them a fair wage. Um, I think also... We try to make working conditions good. We yeah. all had ice cream sandwiches today, so I'm not that complaining. Nice. All right. Um, I we, think we also... We did that in the past, too. I remember... Like, oh, yeah. yeah. We did McFlurries for everyone. McFlurry. Daniel always used to send us to that Taylor's. And get street. milkshakes. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. That, the, they'd the take, the like, two hours to get 20 milkshakes. Like yeah. the bacon milkshake? Oh, I didn't try... Oh, yeah. Ramsey got me one. I wanted <laughs> that to That was me. Up. That was your idea? <laughs> yeah. I took Bastard a... Uh, bacon syrup. So they had, like, these... The, at Taylor's, they have, like, I don't know, 50 to 100 different types of milkshakes. You can get whatever you want. And so Dan always wanted the what was chocolate it? or mint chocolate mint chocolate chip. chip. That's what it was. And but he wouldn't get off his high knee to go get no, it. He would, he'd, no, he he'd buy everyone shakes just to go, just to not have to What's go. What's the phrase? You fly, I buy. Yeah. <laughs> I always say that. <laughs> Never. Heard well, that. the flavors are put in through like a syrup, and so I got I got him the mint chip, and then I asked the lady behind the counter. I said, "Hey, can you put just like a pump of bacon flavored in the straw?" It's like that first sip was just like <laughs> bacon <Syrup>. concentrate. <laughs> and he took it. He took the first sip and his, it was just like, <laughs> like it, was, it was like a, literally like that reaction. And he's like just drooling and spitting. You know when you're anticipating it, yeah. a delicious flavor. Even when you do that, you, you can just like over 100 degrees salivating. Even if you anticipate like milk and you have water, you're like, oh my God. Yeah. yeah. It was like, Dan, it, his reaction was priceless. Like a, and, but he was. So I bad. really Dan, thought that was Ramsey guy. Yeah, Dan hates being pranked, but it's That's also really funny. That's why we keep doing it. That's why we keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's like the shirts every year. The birthday shirts. And anyway, all right. So we came over here. Um, about a year or two later, we 
rented these offices? Mm -hmm. The upper office that we're in now. So we moved out of the lower one. And yeah, and there's like 3,500 square feet up here. 12 offices, maybe 4,500. It's like 4,000 or so, yeah. Anyway, and all those offices are filled. People people call it like a warehouse and living apartment corporate. Yeah. <laughs> they say that we have pure, more pure air up here. <laughs> <laughs> Tastes well, great. At the same time, we started another company about five years ago now. Uh, Apex Brewing Supply. We make commercial brewing equipment. And that first order we got and we stored it in the front of rough stuff. And people would come in and say, wow. You know, it's like all that Chinese stainless steel. Yeah, it was kind of a different mix. And we rented a building next door. And actually, just saw a picture of that on my phone. Uh -huh. of, the one um, in the middle of the shipping department? Yeah, like Joe. Yeah, with using our forklift, like in the middle of rough stuff, like putting, uh, putting an Apex um, tank in a box. It was like in the middle of a work day. That too. was yeah, really yeah. exciting, I mean, like though. When the first sample came, all of us were like, is this real? Yeah. Is this a real thing? It's a big cool. deal. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you got to try. You got to reach out in all directions but then they were building a new building for apex and they finally finished that and it was 15,000 square feet across the parking lot so we moved from there and rough stuff expanded into that other 7,500 square feet and what is that now it's you know, uh, receiving CNC stuff receiving, receiving. Big got our press break that was and only about two years ago right and less than that yeah yeah, a year ago. No, a year and nine months. Yeah, okay. it was about two years ago. All right, about when two years when ago. Apex, I don't when Apex moved? Yeah, that was only a year ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long. Because we bought the press break in like 2017. Oh, you're right. We were renting yeah. out a section of yeah. it. Because I've like, we've had yeah, the press break for way longer Apex. than that. Yeah, yeah, we were renting out a small section oh, that's, of it. Because that's about when we got the break. And yeah. Then, yeah, 2017. Yeah, the full yeah. building for a while. Okay, we're rambling now, so. <laughs> um. Anyway, now what are we at? How many employees? 40 to 43? 40. We're at about 40 right now. Okay. Mallory would know. Uh, she writes the paychecks. Although I she uses right my rubber right stamp to sign up. <laughs> I can't believe that years ago, Mallory got me to sign this paper so they would make a rubber stamp of my signature. And I haven't signed anything in years. <laughs> Every once in a great while, she wants me to know of something and she has me to actually actually sign it's something fabulous i never need you around yeah i kind of like that too you can go fishing as much as you want i go fishing a lot um five years ago i had a heart attack and at work at work after a big training thing and lots of pizza and lots of people pizza uh, pizza actually lots pizza, of pizza yeah, no, yeah, 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 yeah. a couple smokes yeah. yeah. A couple dozen smokes. I saw Dan getting up and standing up a few times during the meeting. And I was like, that seems kind of weird. Like he's he loves getting up. And then later in the day, the meeting ended and he went down to his office, which was the, at the end of our hall now. And next to his office was Garrett's office. And at the time we'd just gotten a puppy and I had the puppy in a crate in Garrett's office. And I was like, okay, the meeting's over. I need to go check out my puppy, let it out to go to the bathroom. And I walked down. And when you walk down the hall, it's like a split view. You can see through the doorway of each office. And as I walked down the hall, I saw Dan sitting at his desk, really, really pale, and he took his hat off. And at the time, now he takes his hat off all the time, but at the time, Dan didn't really ever take his hat off. And he had it off sitting there, and he was just kind of like staring. And I was like, are you okay? And you're like, 
I'm fine. Can you get me an aspirin? <laughs> and nobody, nobody asks for aspirin anymore. Like there's ibuprofen, Tylenol, Elite. Nobody, nobody really asks for aspirin unless you're having a heart attack. And I looked you dead in the eye and I said, are you having a heart attack? And you said, no, no. And I said, <laughs> no, why me. do you want aspirin? You said, I just like aspirin. And I said, oh my God, he's having a heart attack. I didn't say anything. I ran down the hall, stopped and told someone me. I think Dan's having a heart attack and we called around to get aspirin without telling anyone and it's like who carries aspirin? I don't, I don't know. We I think need... Emily had aspirin. Yeah, so Emily runs an aspirin up and by then She brought four. By then we I think you only need one, I don't know. No, he took four. By then you were sitting in your recliner in your office and I'd already told enough people that people were in there and you were like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And you were clammy and pale. And I said, I'm calling 911. And you were like, don't call 911. And I was like, okay, I'm not calling 911. And then I went down the hall and called 911. <laughs> and they came out. And I mean, talk about being stubborn. Because if you if we hadn't have called, it, I mean, it was a big deal. That, the then guy we, wanted to cut my shirt off. And I told him, this is my favorite shirt. So he <laughs> unbuttoned it. Uh, the next well, day you good. went I in, mean, the next yeah, day you went in right. for a triple bypass though and it was i mean it makes you realize like don't be stubborn yeah technically you didn't make it because you died on the way in through the gates of the uh, hospital you don't have to say like he flatlined that was just, what just we as i rolled in the door of the hospital so i made it to the hospital i thought it was it, in like, the ambulance made it within seconds <laughs> yeah no that i was, was out scary. of the ambulance i do remember that part that's when he wanted to cut off my shirt but anyway, <laughs> while I was out, the state required that Sorry I be for out that. for 90 days. Uh, I was in the hospital for three or four days. I think I came in the day I got out of the hospital. Uh, but Zach and Mallory and Garrett all... Okay. We're going to have to take a break. Sorry. Is that is it that watery eye again? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. Watering. My eyes always water. Well, they stepped up and took charge, and I was overseeing a little bit. I did have the big oak paneled office in the corner. Although I came back after three months, and they had done such a good job. I promoted Garrett to the CEO from the president and Zach to the president uh, from the marketing director. Zach had been doing marketing for about three years then. Uh, And I just went to the chairman of the board just to kind of do nothing and have fun. So Zach was given two jobs. (laughs) Yeah, Zach was the president. still, Still marketing director. He is still That's marketing true, director. Huh? Yeah. Yes, yeah, you were like marketing, marketing and, uh, and pre- El Presidente. Yeah. Stay busy, no days off. Well, they both take a lot of time. And uh, Recently, you hired three people in marketing, plus you. Plus uh, me. And Mallory's always yeah. done Instagram yeah, no, and Facebook. And a tremendous job on those, too. I've secretly been hiding behind our Instagram page. And now I'm out. <laughs> Everybody, it was me. <laughs> Every inst- uh, DM that was like, hey, man, I was hey, like, bro. I was like, hey, buddy, hey, hey, <laughs> that was me. <laughs> you also did face or uh, Instagram and Facebook for Apex for a long time. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, Zach did a lot of the Facebook messages though, right? Yeah, Zach mm-hmm. did all yeah. the Facebook messages. I pushed the Instagram posts to Facebook. Zach helped me with posts though, especially in the last like year or two. Zach really helped me. At the beginning, it was just me, but um, do- doing the most of the posts. But Zach really helped me the last like two years take it to that next level because it was it's a lot. It's a lot of maintenance. And now you're pretty much a master mechanic all you've learned about parts and how they go together i do know some things (laughs) (laughs) but anyway it's been for me uh they only really require me to come to board meetings and then they wish i didn't show up and go to events like this morning, they're like, "You're like, what time are these meetings now?" They're like eight thirty, and, and Stephen's all ten thirty, and I said, and I said, I said nine thirty at the same time. It started at eight thirty. <laughs> like we're all we're all trying to like yeah uh, head them off, fake them out. Well, I have valid questions sometimes. I know we're just messing yeah. with you, but it's still funny. Um, I was wondering if Garrett could tell us what our rough stuff core values are. <clears throat> I want everybody to hear those. Yes, yeah. So a few years back, um, we developed. We've always had these core values. Like Dan has implemented these core values verbally, verbally, just throughout the company, and just just by leading us. And um, so we decided to write them down, and 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 we put them in the handbook. We post them around the warehouse and and offices, and and try and it's what we live by, what we live by, and try and keep these examples. So the first one is just to be honest. You know, it's just straightforward. Just be honest. The golden rule. Uh, oh, so many companies in this business used to be just you couldn't trust anything they said yeah you know that's that and that comes to to admitting you know your actions and shortcomings whether it's just taking ownership and accountability um like admitting you're having a heart attack yeah (laughs) (laughs) full circle well you know you make a mistake if you're the type that continues to insist you're right and everyone else is wrong well then you probably shouldn't run a company because i mean the part of owning a company and managing a company is to accept that other people can be smarter than you and your goal is to find those people and put them in charge yeah that's how a company is ran it's ran by the people for yeah. the people yes to be fair when dan had to get his emergency gallbladder removed he thought he was having a heart attack that time and he did go to the hospital on his own true nice although you didn't tell me Snaps for, for like dan. 18 <laughs> hours well it was it was 11 o'clock at night and i went yeah, yeah, yeah was, yeah, it was it night. Tightness. emergency I, surgery no big deal i, I they had the surgery at 1 and i came in at 9 a.m you called me in the morning like well don't freak out. <laughs> but, but the I'm fact in that the he hospital, went on his own. And I've had a surgery. It's yeah, and I was fine. I, I, I was body. fine. I came to work the next day. He did come to work the next day. Yeah. The second one is to stay positive. You know, motivate those around you. Be friendly to others, etc. Treat just, people the way you want to be treated. Yeah, and this is being positive. Because when you're negative, it is, you're positive or negative. So... Glass Posit- half full, yeah. glass half empty. Posit- it's gonna be way better. Mm-hmm. Way that better glass does look half full. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be respectful, the golden rule, you know, do unto others, right? Um, to stay optimistic. That one can be tough. Yeah, it can. And um, you look- always work for the best, and mm-hmm. that's your goal from the start. So you have to keep that outcome in mind, and just look for the positive outcome, even if the evidence points to the opposite. Because mm-hmm. again, if you're if it's kind of like falls back to even being positive because if you're if you have a non-optimistic attitude you're going to be kind of negative well generally so there's there's one really good example 
of how these kind of all fall together is back when JD wrecked the truck. He didn't huh. wreck it. He wrecked it pretty Let's bad. Back he just, that it's up. my favorite it truck. It was a boo boo. <laughs> yeah. He, he just, went and picked up tubing. He tied it to the contractor rack, which is what he should Well, have no, done. he didn't tie it. That's the thing. Right. He was how trying did he to drive here with it then. No. Oh, it happened. It was after the, the fact. The, as he was leaving. Oh, no, he didn't even leave. He was just getting no, out of the way. No, he was being polite oh. to another truck behind him. And he starts to back up the truck, and everyone's waving, don't do that, don't do that. And he goes, because the tubing, they don't want it to rust. It's oiled. It's slippery as hell. And it's just sitting on the rack, and it slid off and bashed the front end of the truck and the right front fender, and it bent the door because the mirrors are so strong on those Dodges. It landed on the mirror, and the mirror just bent, pulling the whole door with Dan it. Dan loves his Dodges. I know, yeah. I didn't realize that. <laughs> that was the Dodges. I, I thought, thought it, it was just the, the door. door. I thought the door was open. It was just the door. Yeah. yeah. No, it landed on the mirror and twisted the door. Yeah, the but mirror, I, so. I didn't realize it damaged the fender, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the right front fender and the hood. Huh. I didn't yeah. remember the hood either. But anyway, he said, I didn't want to come back. I thought I was going to get fired. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, yeah, I remember you know, he was super nervous. you're never going to do that again. <laughs> Accidents and happen. everybody learned from that. Tie your tube down. Yeah, and it's just like, shit happens. Get on with your life. And if someone was to fire you for something like that, they're not a very big person. I wouldn't want to work for him in the first place. He wasn't a repeat offender. And the next one is uh, be reliable. If you've you know committed to someone, be accountable, be dependable. Yeah. Be trustworthy. Yeah. I think all of those things are something everyone can live by. For you any You just job. have to commit. Mm-hmm. And the last one I have here is um, just straight up loyalty. Like, don't betray the person you respect or consider to be a friend. Like, really, just don't even don't even like start a friendship for personal gain. Like, you know, it's yeah, kind of like don't be never. selfish. Like, in that sense, is that why you didn't smile at people for a long time after they started? <laughs> no, that was actually so. Like, I've learned to be like stoic mm. for certain reasons because I. I used to be super friendly when I worked at Sterling Ironworks. So I worked at Sterling and did like the ornamental ironwork stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like 18. And I was promoted to foreman. There was like four of us there. And once the, the other foreman was, I think he quit or got fired or something. And so I, I was essentially like the next guy in line or he just put me in place. And um, I was super nice and everyone would start taking advantage of me. And, and it was hard for me to know how to be confrontational, but like in a... Um, like and be stern because I was always super nice to everyone that came in. Then I realized if I just just was like rude from the get go or stoic, people would. I was way easier for me to confront them and just be like, "Stop doing this, stop doing that." And now, obviously, that was like I was a kid then, and now obviously I found a balance to where I can I can be stoic, but also be friendly and go talk to people, and then um, cut right back down the business when needs to be. Mm. So I've I've learned how to like. Um, be professional, I guess. <laughs> Let me ask you. I've got you two across. We know what Mallory does. Mallory does everything here. Without Mallory, we would be in pieces in the gutter. Are you going to be nervous when I leave for uh, six weeks? No. You'll be a phone call away. I will be. You'll be nervous? <laughs> I was going to do 12 weeks maternity leave. But you can maybe do as I'll much do. as you want. I think I'm going to do six weeks. If I can't leave wanna, Zach hanging. If you want to do 12, that's fine. I'll just uh, strap my baby on my back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I wanted to ask Zach and Garrett, what do you guys do here? What makes you different? Do you want me to answer that? Just kidding. (laughs) Oh, man. I got the weirdest job of anybody I know. 
Zach leads the staff. I was going to say in short, stuff. it's just lead. Zach right? leads the staff. Yeah, he in, helps with the day-to-day. It's in like every direction. Like whether, like, again, falling back to what you said earlier about having good people mm-hmm. is we're not, we, Zach and I don't like, it's not us or like this company's going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like the entire, it's all us together. The entire staff runs this company. Yep. And so Zach and I are here to make sure things fall in line and we have good leadership. Mm-hmm. Zach solves the problems on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. He crushes the the issues. Professional firefighter. Yes. Putting out yeah. lots of little fires. That's kind of how but. his morning, he thinks this morning, he's like, oh, I'm going to get coffee. I'm going to go sit at my desk. And then he gets like 10 feet in the door and someone's like, hey, Zach. <laughs> Got Taylor at the front desk. Been waiting for you. <laughs> gets me on the right path. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, in short, that's that's what I say we do. Well, what do you do? That's exactly what we do. Garrett overall directs the full direction of the company. So Zach leads the day-to-day. Garrett definitely helps. Zach and I pretty much do the same thing, except for Zach's like an executor Mm -hmm. in that sense where like, okay, something needs to happen. And Zach goes down there and takes care of it and communicates with the staff. And so we develop that chain of command to where we're not stepping on each other's toes. Like I try not to go directly to the staff if if it's not like, if it's crucial. If it's something crucial, I go through Zach to make sure... They all go through the same person. Even like nobody wants three people coming at them for the same thing. When if we all go to Zach and make sure it's what Zach wants, um, then Zach will go because excuse me, he's already established that rapport with the with the staff, and they respect him and understand how the chain of command works. I'm sure if, when people see me in the warehouse, they duck. So <laughs> <laughs> they're like, if Mallory's down here, it's not for a good reason. And so that's Z- not true. So though. Zach and I really just like work out issues together. Zach is like the, and Zach is like We the play executor. off each other's strengths. Yeah, you know, we do. There's a lot of stuff that I'm thoroughly way in over my head on and need help with. I think we and that's where you that can way. break it down into a, uh, you know, regular, simple, basic, you know, instructions or theory on something that makes it easy for me to put it to practice or to get you know a staff member to put it into practice or i think the nice thing about us is we all respect each other so we'll we look to each other though you know i'm not garrett's boss i can go to garrett and be like hey i need you to do this type thing and we all have established this relationship where we're just here for the same common goal and yeah. it's not, it's same like, mission. cool. How can we all handle it? Yeah. No problem. Yep. And that's, yeah, kind of what I was going to say too, where like we can, like what Zach was saying, where we use each other's strengths and stuff. And also like when you're emotionally involved in something, whether it's like a con, like a employee issue or some kind of like a big project, a big project, product even. So having a detached view from like one of our peers is, is very important to, to be sustainable. But, Anyway, do we have anything else we want to talk about today? Yeah, I was hoping that Zach could explain a little bit about what we actually do day-to-day operations, what we manufacture. Um, well, we... You well, know, nobody knows what we make. Nobody <laughs> really does. Because they don't see We're a front. the other side now. <laughs> um, we manufacture some of the toughest off-road parts um, that money can buy and steel can be welded fused to um do we, do we take bitcoin not, not yet. yet no <laughs> i hope not ever monopoly money oh, doesn't exist i don't want to get dan started okay yeah. zach keep going sorry money is money but anyway um 
Yeah, no, we make the we make the toughest off-road parts that uh, you can use to build pretty much anything your off-road heart desires. Um, and in-house, we manufacture as much as we possibly can. Um, we got 40 employees. Gosh, about, what, nine, ten of them are... In the machine shop, welding shop? Machine welding, about that, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe 12. Ah, a lot of I'd people say about in there. Ten. We got about twelve in the shipping. Yeah, we got a whole fleet of welders. We got a big machine team, and they're busy all day making awesome parts. And then that uh, gets over to the ship crew. Ship crew then processes it, gets it going. You know, starts picking, getting orders uh, on the table or on our conveyor belts to get to the table, and then gets them out the door at the end of the day. But it starts with our sales crew. Uh, they're the front lines that take the orders and make it happen, make the sweet deals and get people's, uh, get their off-road dreams started. Please be nice to them. Please be nice sales guys. <laughs> oh yeah. They're so hard to come by. Yeah. I mean, besides Garrett, it took us years to hire another one because we can't just get, you know, some guy. Joe Blow off the street doesn't homes. know everything about every vehicle. Also, we have a different sales type it's, it's not, not commission based it's more like customer service yeah. like we have customer yeah. service we reps. don't push them to sell 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 we don't yeah. want them to we have to find people that are like interested in the builds and like yeah. want to talk about what you're doing and what's going on and that's been that's how dan's like trained all of us and that's how we're gonna stay yeah. no one wants to be pushed to buy anything everyone, yeah. everyone hates that like <laughs> if you just look at our employees almost everyone owns one or two or three off-road vehicles yeah or is building something or well, not even just yeah. off-road but automotive in general. Yeah. you know we got a lot of guys that are in street cars uh things mm-hmm. like that bikes even uh bikes are getting more and more popular at rough stuff also all of our sales guys have been here minimum i think two years minimum yeah. they and some of them have been here five years four years they, um, well, then we've got the ones that have moved up, like Garrett and Stephen and Lewis. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, they all work uh, in sales. Morgan worked in uh, shipping for a long time. Ran the was it USPS side? Yeah, USPS mm-hmm. side, and then uh, transferred to sales. And now he does a sponsorship. Yeah, program. runs a sponsorship program now. He's killing it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super busy. The whole sales team. I mean, they really they they're do go-getters. a great job. Yeah, and they're masters at their craft. Pretty mm-hmm. proud of them. And we don't push sales. Nope. We Pushy don't need to. Pushy is wrong. No, I push sales. <laughs> <laughs> well, only in the marketing side. Um, so kind of something I want to lead into doing every episode is a new product feature. And I was hoping Zach could tell us a little bit about the Jeep Wrangler TJLJ Rough Stuff Front Bumper. It's a killer bumper. It's beefy. Um, you know, it's got a... Yeah, Technically, you can get it without the option, but you should get it with the one-inch uh, D-ring clevis. It's huge. It's beefy. Uh, these things are welded on, and our uh, lead welder, Daniel, actually does a plug weld on the inside as well. Make sure those things aren't going anywhere. It's a great recovery point. Uh, these things give you a, a great approach angle, and it's set up to uh, accommodate you know all your common, what is it, like 6,500-pound and up winches uh, mm-hmm. all the way up to the big dog. Uh, like the 12,000 pounds or even you know the old uh tough stuff four by four 17 and a half thousand it's the same pattern it fits all the big winches it'll slingshot your jeep wrangler up a hill like well one of the real key things about it though is there's a lot of bumpers that are similar to it but none of those are a quarter inch thick 
they're all pretty show bumpers where this one could actually take a hit. Yeah. And that's the big difference is that, you know, you can build some that looks really cool, but if it's not, not actually able to take the heat and get beat on year after year, trip after trip, uh, you know, you're kind of just wasting money at that point. Um, so you can find this product on our website under new products, or if you go vehicle specific, you can find it under Jeep. Uh, it re retails for $319.99. And if you use code Rough Stuff Podcast, you can get 10% off. And the product code is R2438-A. So definitely check it out. It's It's been a hot seller. We hope to come out with more products like this in the future. Yeah, we're looking to definitely expand more bumpers. Uh, got a Cherokee out back. will be the next one. Dan, do you want to read that review that's it's on our, our website? first review. We have a review, and which is a big deal because it just came out. Let's see. Ordered this bumper yesterday. Got it today. If you know Rough Stuff, you know their shipping is unmatched. This TJ bumper is a super sweet. The only thing I would have liked are D-ring mounts, but... I, if I'm not mistaken, I read that there'll be an option in the near future. They're already an option. Yeah. They're available. We beat you to it. Yeah. Get one for yourself and support this awesome company. Rough stuff for the win. Thank <laughs> you, George Morales in California. We appreciate your review. Yeah. Thank you, George. So I also would like to feature an old product. I was wondering if Zach could talk to us a little bit about our pinion guards. What's not to love about the rough stuff, pinion guard? These how, things how are. How long have uh, we been carrying this product? Oh, a really long more time. More than ten years. Yeah, at least ten years. Yeah, I would say is in Rancho. It was we one started of the, with the fourteen bolt, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and it was one of the, I think one of the first vent products other than a, uh, a diff, diff cover, cover if yeah. I remember correctly, and one of the first products like a diff cover that had multiple steps to it besides just cut or cut and bend, whatever. And uh, they're made out of three eight steel, which is substantial to say the least it's made to party um it's not just for show it's not to look cool it's not to just beat up on anything uh, and we offer them for 14 bolts we offer them for nine inch for nine inch you gotta get one for 60 bucks I what's mean, not to it's love yeah, yeah it's ridiculous and, you know we can ship these things in a uh usps medium which makes them pretty dang cheap How to get anywhere in the country run? pretty pretty cheap Oh, was it like 14, 15 bucks, somewhere yeah. around there? Like that, yeah. You know, it's a good deal. Protect your opinion. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, and a new product that we have in the works. I was hoping Garrett could tell me about some rock sliders. Ooh, rock sliders Ooh. are going to be cool. They're actually, they're, so Dan always has gotten us in like the mindset trying to make something new and unique which definitely slows us down <laughs> when it comes well, to new you product know, stuff. But you don't want to look like everyone else, and that's the way it is out there in the marketplace right now. So it is. It can go. We go both. We like. We tr we always try and go the unique way first until it doesn't make sense, right? And so this these rock sliders are pretty cool. They're they're universal because um, again we're like a DIY company, you know. So. But the, they're they're like a candy cane kind of shape, like or not the whole thing. I guess like eat their two, their two pieces kind of bent like a candy cane, and they they slide together. What are you thinking they'll retail for? Do you guys know yet? I don't even know. Yeah, we're gonna right, stay, stay competitive tuned. with everyone. But yeah, you know, it's, it's not gonna be some cheap Chinese imported price. It's gonna be made in America. Made in American wage because 
they're made by Americans for Americans. Are they um, a product that can only come welded or can you weld them yourself? No, they're going to be unwelded. So oh, cool. they're, they'll fit, I think, why it's making them fit anything from like our F-350 Super Duty, you know, crew cab, long bed, down to like a, you know, a Jeep, um, our Jeep uh, TJ. So you just cut off what you don't need. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And then you got an extra piece of tube to use down the line. Mm-hmm. Totally. always need. All yeah. right. So stay tuned for those. Um, we wanted to give an off-road tip of the week. So, Dan, would you mind reading our off-road tip of the week, please? Well, this is a pretty simple one. And everyone, well, you may have not seen anyone doing it. Or you may have wondered why they were doing it. But if you're winching something, always put a sweatshirt or a jacket or a floor mat over the line. Because if you snap that line without anything there it's carrying a ton of energy with it and it can well you talk about aircraft carrier landings taking someone's head off it probably wouldn't do that with a winch line but it could <laughs> yeah. easily kill you i was just about to say that it's could. Like, that's kind of yeah yeah um but if you Good hang a sweatshirt or a jacket or a floor mat over it it absorbs the energy and it just falls on the ground. Yeah, and that is like a last resort if that's what you got. I mean, they got some great products out now. Yeah, there are that some are things heavier. that are specifically for it. Yeah, you want something heavier, preferably. Yeah. Or the synthetic that. lines, too. Yeah, well, the yeah. synthetic lines still have energy. You still want to do that. Do you remember the other day at home when you brought in the tape measure and it came really fast and Ooh, it snapped your finger? Hate, that's yeah, a sure. taste of the winch line. I think line. everyone knows what that feels like. Yeah. You looked over me. You're just delicate, Gary. Yeah, mm-hmm. when it's like when it's like 16 feet out, and it just comes in super fast and just smacks your little finger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to talk about an event that's coming up, and it's the 52nd annual Sierra Trek. Yeah. So. Well, that's the one where the three of us go. Yeah, this come year. This year. Um, well, I'm gonna be pretty close to giving birth, so Garrett <laughs> it actually is not going to yeah, attend either. He has go, to be on standby. I'll be, I'll, I'll Didn't be someone tell you like a company helicopter? Story? Yeah, Troy from Swag. Remember, he said he missed yeah. his uh, second. Where oh, was yeah. he? Was he at an event? He was at an event. Yeah, so he's like, do not, do not, uh, you know, stay miss home. Yeah, yeah. We'll be on the, standby uh, in August. Yeah. So, um, sorry guys. But Zach and um, Dan will be there. So this is at Meadow Lake, which is located in California's beautiful Tahoe National Forest. At the top of Fordyce. That's the north side of the Fordyce Trail. It's my personally my favorite event. Um, You can fish too. I love Nevada County. It is a wonderful place. (laughs) He really does. He does. (laughs) The north high, high side of it, which is a wonderful country to be in. And it's great. It's a Corva event. It's always great to be able to support our uh, World Road community, the people that really make it happen. I think Zach loves Nevada County like he loves America. Yeah, I do. Like those are two of my favorite things. I tell like, him the tone of your voice gets like, it's super passionate. Yeah, he's super passionate. It's all so, my passion. This event, um, it's a family-oriented event geared towards everything from stock four by four by fours on guided historic and slightly challenging tours to fully built rock crawlers on Fordyce Creek Trail. Um. I haven't personally been, but I know when Garrett went last year, they could not stop talking about how nice the staff were yeah. and who the the entire Sierra Trek event. The attendees even like just the people that go up there, just yeah. good people, and yeah, it's a good event. It's there are some events we've gone to that can be really rowdy and things like that, which is you know there's a time and a place and it's fun, but it this can event, be fun, but 
Yeah, this event is um, it's a beautiful area. We highly recommend you go. And it's hot down here, and it's beautiful yes, up there. Gorgeous. What is it about nine thousand feet, eighty five hundred? I don't know. I don't actually, it's I don't warm up there too, high, like, but it is. I went uh, swimming last time. It's much higher. Yeah. yeah. So you have to be a member of Cal Four Wheel to attend this event. It's only fifty dollars per year. So if you want to check it out, it's worth it to sign up. We will be out there with a booth. Um, Zach and Dan will be camping, and we are also sponsoring the meal crew for one of the nights. So you'll see all of the Sierra Trek meal crew in a Rough Stuff t-shirt. The food's good, and they, they do good portions too. Mm-hmm. Like you won't go to bed hungry. Yeah. So check it out. If you want to go to calfourwheel.org slash trek, you can find out more information on it. And that's August 8th through August 11th. So check it out. Yeah, we'll be there. It should be fun. Come hang out. Anything else you guys want to talk about before we end this one? No, Um, I don't think so. If you guys, if you guys want to hear um, anything on my podcast, on one of our podcasts, make sure you um, hit us up on social media. Also, we have an email set up. It's podcast at roughstuffspecialties.com. We would love to hear topics you want to, you know, us to cover guests guests you guys would like us to have we have some really cool guests lined up or even questions that you may have yeah about questions rough stuff or q a the industry or any new products your wild build ideas you want advice or, or if you want to share some stories of. with us we'd or love somebody to. to talk you out of <laughs> we'd love to share some of your guys's off-road stories yeah we have some really cool guests lined up um so stay tuned yeah, thank you fun. for listening <laughs>